welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Astrology for Real Life, a no BS guide for the astro curious. I'm also your host for this podcast series. Now, if you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is episode 102 of Astrology Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on astrology. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. All right, let's get into today's episode. So today we are talking about lunar types, and my very special guest is Sarah Gottesdiener. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Teresa. I am so happy to be with you here today. Well, I am happy to be with you because I am a very lunar person. And when you mentioned lunar types to me, I thought, okay, this sounds intriguing. So this is a subject that I think my audience is going to love. So could you tell my audience, what, what do you mean by lunar types? Yes, yes. So I too am a pretty lunar person and I've been studying about the moon. I've been working with the moon and teaching about the moon for about eight or nine years now. And the idea of lunar personality types was first brought to my attention by the well-known astrologer, Dane Rudiar. I don't know if Dane Rudiar invented this. I think he did. And he went on to write quite a bit about this idea. My friend uh, who's an astrologer, Diego Basteo, he suggested I first look into the work of Dane Rudiar because Dane Rudiar was very ahead of his time. He was very much focused on psychology and astrology and how can work with both of those together. And I found this theory really intriguing. And the idea is, the concept is that in part, our personality, our energy, is influenced by the specific phase of the moon that we were born under. So not just your moon, you know, being in Gemini or Taurus, but also if your if the lunar phase was new moon, you might be in part more of sort of a new moon personality type. And now what that means is that could be when you feel the energy most naturally and organically. It could be the kinds of work you like to do or what you're just really naturally skilled at. It could be like when you feel most conscious or productive, uh, even when the moon is in that phase. Uh, Your natal moon and, and the phase of your natal moon could also give you more insight around where your challenges lie, what you might have to work on, and how to use your gifts and intuition to your fullest potential. It can also give us more information on where focus our healing uh, area and what energy and consciousness we can bring there. So it's pretty fascinating. So, you know, um, real quick, what are the different moon phases for people who don't know what we're talking about? What are they? Yes. Yes. So there are traditionally like thinking about this concept, there are, and the way that I do my work, there are traditionally nine lunar phases. It's not just a new moon or a full moon. There are traditionally, there's the new moon, there's the crescent moon, there is the first quarter, there is the waxing gibbous, the full moon, 
the waning gibbous, the last quarter, the waning moon, and then the dark moon. And generally those different phases that I just rattled off there have about, there's about three to five days where each uh, you know phase kind of lies in. So for example, let's just say uh, you were a full moon. Well, technically, as we know, someone who was born at that exact moment on the exact day that the moon was full would be a full moon lunar type. But I'm a little bit looser. So it could be kind of a day before, a day after that, that full moon energy is still quite strong a day or two on either end of it, right? Just like when we know the, when we can feel the, the moon gaining into fullness a day or two, we can like feel that energy in general. So that's kind of how I think about it, uh, within the lunar phases, you know, and then of course, if we just zoom out on the phases of the moon, we just have the waxing, which is new to full. And then we have the waning, which is full to new again, full or full to dark. So, uh, that's kind of a way to think about it. And, and for, for those of you at home who are listening and who are confused, I always just recommend just do some Googling for the, like look over the entire phase of the moon. It's this beautiful circle that reflects and, and kind of looks like a season. There's balanced energies, you know, the new and the full, like the full is like a complete circle. The new is like the seed or the hole that you put the energy in. You can kind of start, uh, it's pretty intuitive. It's not rocket science. So you can kind of start putting the piece together of where, when you were born, what energy feels best to you and where you kind of want to explore or embody helping energy, either in the opposite phase that you were born during, or just uh, maybe a nearby lunar phase can help gain insight. Uh, it's it's all pretty intuitive. So uh, how would somebody find the phase of the moon they're born under? I mean, we can all find like, for example, I'm a moon in Scorpio, but how do you figure out the phase of the moon you're born under? Where do you find this? You literally can just Google it. There's, there's, you know, I think, I, I think, Google, I think NASA has a chart. I think there's astronomy of like every lunar phase. So it'll say like, waning gibbous Pisces moon, you know, moon in Pisces or whatever. If, if you just type in your birth date and, uh, lunar phase or, you know, uh, moon phase, the year date, you can find it pretty easily. And I always suggest, you know, have it be a more official site, like a NASA or, uh, an astronomer site, something like that. But yeah, they exist because it already happened, right? Someone was charting, someone was watching the moon and and recording it. So it's there, that information is there. So I think that's, it's so easy. And what I love about it is you don't need to know your time of birth because that some people don't always know their time. And so they can't always know the intricacies of their chart, but as long as you were born, you can Google, you can find out what that lunar phase was, no problem. And that's a really interesting entry point into figuring out what your needs are, what your psychic gifts are, what your magical abilities could be, where you flourish, where you need to kind of evolve and grow. It's really interesting. Well, thank goodness for the internet and NASA. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, NASA. Thank you, Google. You're great. So, you know, you're, you mentioned about that your lunar type can affect your personality and it can tell a lot about your strengths and your challenges. So could you give me an example? 
Yes. So should we go into us or should we go, or should I just go with like a new moon? Should let's I just, just let's just go with us because I think sometimes it's best for people to understand based with an example. Okay. So you had shared with me, Teresa, that you, you have a very interesting uh, placement. You have a waxing gibbous. It's just a few days before a full moon, but it's an eclipse. It's a lunar eclipse and your moon is in Scorpio. So this is, I I was saying to you, how did you write two books in one year again? And now I'm like, okay, this all makes sense. So we have the waxing gibbous moon. Let's just start there, right? The waxing gibbous is when the light, the reflection of the light of the sun is almost completely on the face of the moon it resonates with growth. It resonates with action taking. It resonates with illumination. There's a lot of wanting to share energy. Like a lot of times a waxing lunar type is very good at sharing information, is very good in general at the external realm, like taking ideas, tangibly knowing what kinds of actions to take, knowing how to grow, knowing how to build. That is might be a sort of comfortable area for you, Teresa. Is that true? Absolutely. And the other thing is a lot of times you look, and I'm not saying this as like a drag, I'm just saying this as a quality, a waxing gibbous might look for external validation. That's where they feel most comfortable, very much like I'll believe it when I see it, like, let's get the proof. And so because of that, you get external validation. Because of that, you get probably the most mm, be- the, the, the most fulfilling feelings of contentment and acknowledgement when you are being seen. When someone is saying, hey, like, that's so great. You did that. That's the other thing. Like with other people, you might be like, you might be one of those people who don't believe what they say, but watch what they do. And if someone like shows up and you're like, okay, yes, like I can. And so because of that, maybe sometimes trust might take a while to build because you're waiting to see over longer periods of time, um, you know, like like what someone can do for you or if someone is actually going to be trustworthy or loyal. So there's all of that. So you do best when you're doing, and there's literally nothing wrong. That might be how you process, like, like um, emotionally, like you might take something in emotion and have to like put it somewhere tangibly or make it into a project or something like that in order for you to move your energy, you know? Um, so there's that. But then we have this beautiful addition of eclipse energy, which is like, as you know, a wild card. It's like a lunar a lunar eclipse is like a full moon with a twist. So I was saying to you earlier that it might feel like in your life where because the waxing gibbous correlates with abundance and sustainability and growth, that might come for you in a couple of different ways. It might come for you as a result of doing a lot of work, a lot of work over a long period of time. And then it just clicks. And all of a sudden, it's like a lightning bolt. And then it's like, boosh, everything all at once energy, which goes back to you writing two books in a year. So you might have this like overabundance, like when it rains, it pours. Some people could call that luck. 
but you know, it's because of this like waxing energy where you're like, I am taking steps every day. I am doing the work, you know, all of these kinds of things. And, and it's this interesting thing where it's chicken or egg, where it's like, because you invest in growth, that's what you see and that's what you get back. And that's your kind of source of power, you know? Um, and then also with eclipse energy and with your moon being in Scorpio, it can also be about in order to go, in order to kind of rise up, you got to go down, down deep. So a lot of your success also might have been as a result of like investing in profound healing, really, really doing a lot of subconscious repatterning, like really, really, really doing a lot of um, healing of not just like your trauma, but like generations of trauma, you know, that you're literally being like the buck stopping here. And I'm changing this because eclipse energy can be very like no turning back energy. Like I'm starting fresh. I'm dropping these old patterns that are harmful to myself and others. So there could be stuff around like repatterning family stuff, creating chosen family, creating a healthy family with like your actual family tangibly, like literally, like I can see this, like this is the result of all of my hard, hard work. I'll stop because I want to see if it's resonating with you. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, people can't see me right now, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. And especially, you know, what you're talking about, the family, the chosen family. Um, We have a very messy family and I like to say I'm the one who broke the wheel because my relationship with my children is very different then my relationship with my parents and siblings and their relationships with their parents and siblings and so on and so forth. And I have incredibly good, healthy relationships with my mm-hmm. children because I was conscious that we're not bringing this forward. This wheel is going to get broken. So yeah, but everything you're saying makes total sense. So, and like, yeah. for and for example, like I'm, I'm like the total opposite of you. So like also one way that we can work with like my lunar type, I mean, I don't think we're that opposite actually. Like (laughs) in real life, we have a lot of the same views, but uh, I'm a dark moon. So I feel comfortable like in the void and I feel comfortable kind of hidden away. And that has been energy that is useful to me, but it's also been something it's, it's, it's also been almost like a cross to bear in a way uh, because I'm sort of either like visioning far, far, far out in the future or going way, 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 way back in the past. So I, I have to plant myself more firmly in the present moment. And so for example, how I do that is by working with the energy of a full moon or a waxing moon, which is very much about what is reflected in the present moment, which is very much about what is being illuminated. Like I feel most comfortable hiding and like not letting people see me. And so part of my healing has had to be more waxing or full moon and really letting people see me and accepting that. And in order to do that, of course, I have to share and I have to show, which isn't my like, let's just say happy place. I'm like more of a create and destroy Hecate, like obsidian, like scrying mirror kind of vibe where, you know, that's all well and good if I was in like a medieval turret somewhere in the middle of nowhere, but you know, it's 2020 and I've, I've got a business to run and I want friends and I want to have healthy relationships with, you know, those I love and, and all of those things I have bills to pay and all that. So, you know, it's interesting. And, and so for like someone like you who maybe feels most naturally in the 
waxing gibbous, it might be useful to lean into that waning where you're shedding energetic hygiene, salt baths, like literally scheduling rest, like scheduling in a period of time where you rest either after projects or during a day of the week where you're just like, I'm not doing anything and that is productive. It's radical rest, you know? Also like being okay with letting go, you know? Whereas I have the opposite issue where I'm like, burn it down to the ground. Like that's sort of my impulse, like that destruction energy. And so I've had to work really carefully with transforming the impulse of the dark moon energy to kind of like rip it all up. Like I've had to really work carefully with taking anger and rage and transforming that into a generative process and outcome for myself. And that's sort of been where some of my healing has been. And I really feel as though it's linked to that sort of dark moon energy I came in with. I was born at like 2am on a dark moon. So I'm like, let's just stay here. Like, let's just stay in space, you know, where no one can see me and no one can hear me. And that's just been one of my um, healing processes I've had to attend to in this life. It's so interesting, you know, some of the things that you, you said, uh, you know, I always consider myself a bit of a lone wolf and I love being alone, but if you put a mic in my hand, boom, I am on. I really enjoy being on a stage and I am very comfortable with that. And I do a lot of like ad-libbing, uh, all my Instagram live things that I do, they're all ad-libbed, just interacting with people. It's very, very natural for me to do that, but I do like my time alone. It's also very hard for me to rest. I'm always in creating mode. So scheduling in rest is hard for me. I was in Hawaii a couple weeks ago, and it was the most restful period I've ever had in my life. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is what a vacation feels like. You know, and that's not easy for me at all. You know, as as you're speaking, I'm reminded, I don't know if I said this, but like there's this idea in evolutionary astrology that your sign takes the qualities of the opposite sign to integrate and feel more balanced. Like, so for example, a Scorpio, which is sort of, you know, subconscious Mm -hmm. in the depths, you know, really, really into psychology and really, really into the intangible takes the qualities of Taurus embodiment, you know, fecundity, like sensory, like taste and and eating to embody being in the body in order to sort of integrate. And I, and we can also think about as you were speaking about rest, right? You're like, so like waxing your best. You're like, let's go, let's do this. I've got one life. Let's like make all these things. I've got all these ideas, all of that stuff. Um, that opposite, right? Rest, reflection, settling, processing through, as you lean into that energy, either literally like the energy of that waning moon, or it could be that you are like, okay, y'all, it's the waning moon. These three days, I'm just doing the bare minimum of what I have to do. And the rest of the time, I'm going to relax. I'm going to lay down. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to like paint my nails and do nothing. Like, you know, it could even be like, we can work with the lunar phases as they occur every lunation as sort of our little alarm clock of like, okay, it's time for me to integrate now. You know, okay, it's time for me to slow down. Um, That can be just as important as expressing Mm -hmm. our natural energetic state, you know, in order to find fulfillment. 
Well, I find it very interesting because one of the things I was going to ask you, you know, how can the, how can we work with the current, well, let me, let me rephrase it. How might the current transits of the moon impact you based on the lunar phase we're born under? I mean, does it even have an impact or do we have to work with the energy? What's your advice on that? Yeah. I mean, I always tell people it's obviously going to be different for certain people. As you know, some people are very like lunar sensitive for lack of a better word yourself probably and me we can feel it when it's like you know when it we can feel the reset of the new moon we can feel the tension building of the full moon we can feel the exhale of the waning moon we can tune in anybody you literally need all you need is a paper and a pen you just take little notes how you feel notice what phase the moon is in do that over time and see if there's some kind of correlation. Uh, you know, we have to be quiet and we have to invest in sort of seeing what our energetic patterns tend to be, you know, and obviously this can change for someone based on where they are in their life, based on what season, right? Like a full moon in winter feels way different than a full moon in summer. You know what I mean? So we can kind of think about that all. And, and once we, I always tell people, it's like, I teach about this, it's it's a really, really, really easy and sometimes overlooked source of technology working with the moon to track our own energetic patterns, to track any synchronicities, to track like how we're using our energy and, and how we're processing like other energy. So I always say to people, take time, give yourself a few months make a note every day and then look at it and be like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, for those of you listening who do the tarot, it's like you pull a tarot card in the morning and sometimes it doesn't make sense. You're like, what? Wheel of fortune? Like what? And then you like, you're like, wait a minute, like something happens later that day. And you're like, oh, that's what it was. Or even like later that week. And you're like, oh my gosh, like I can see the patterns You can do the same thing with tracking your energy. You can see your larger energetic patterns. And for some of it, for some of us, it tends to line up with lunar cycles. So once you sort of know, okay, I know I feel great during a waning moon. I know energetically I'm going to feel great. You can do magical work then. You Mm -hmm. can like plan for that. If you know full moons knock you out, maybe you don't see all of your family members who you have challenging relationships with at a big party, or if you have to, you, you know, you, you know, you're going to be a little bit sensitive. You know that you're going to maybe take things a little bit, you know, personally, and you plan for that. It's like, you can, you can like prep for that, you know, energetically. So I always tell people it's literally free 99. You just need to take that time and invest. And then once And then you can also do it metaphorically, as I spoke about before, Teresa, where you can be like, okay, I know that, you know, a challenge I have, like I used myself as an example, is being seen, you know, like I I know that, right? So I have to kind of work with the embodied energy of a full moon to be like, okay, I have to show up. I have to let myself be seen in all areas of my life, right? Especially the ones I need the most healing But I also think that sometimes we don't always acknowledge our inherent gifts, our inherent intuition, our inherent psychic abilities, and our strengths. And Mm -hmm. and 
doing more research into this lunar energy, if it happens to resonate with you, it could be sitting like right there, kind of like your chart where you're like, wait, this whole time, you know, I've, I have this, you know, planet that's been in opposition to, you know, Jupiter or whatever. And you're like, aha, now I get it. Like, so the lunar type, it's like, well, we used you for an example. So we'll keep with that through line. You, maybe, maybe you wouldn't always see your go, go, go as like a strength, but if you know inherently that that is a quality you have, why not work with that? Why not be like, you know what? I'm not going to feel ashamed or bad that I'm highly productive. I'm not going to feel ashamed or bad if when I'm grieving, I need to redecorate my kitchen. You know, like I'm going to go with that. I know that this is a useful healing thing for me. So I'm going to lean into that and work with that. So it can kind of show us a side of ourselves that maybe we don't always necessarily see because we are it. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. It's interesting you pulled up about the grieving part too. So when my mother passed away, um, I just threw myself into my work. Mm. And people thought, oh my God, you're so cold. You're not showing feelings. And it's like, my way of processing things is by doing things. And while I was working, I was absolutely processing. And I was taking care of my dad too. So there was a lot going on. But it allowed me to process it in a way that was healthy and made sense for me. But for someone on the outside who doesn't understand the lunar type, they might look at it and say, why are you doing all this work right now? Shouldn't you be crying? Da, 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 da. And it's like, no, that's not me. And that's also like relationally, if you're intimate with someone, knowing that about the person, you know, like my partner is also of your type wax and gibbous, but not eclipse. And yeah, he's like a fixer, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So if I need to process, if I need to complain or vent, that's not going to go well. Cause he's going to be like, what are you going to do about it? Or he's like, well, what can we do about it? And then, I, so I know that it's not like, about it's just knowing sort of and giving space for everyone especially those of us who are in intimate relationships the space to sort of be themselves without judgment you know absolutely so you know you mentioned about that you teach this i want to hear all about um where you're teaching it and if somebody is interested in learning about the lunar types where can they study uh with you where can they find this information Yeah. Every year I do a six week long class called Moonbeaming and we cover, this is just like a nugget of what we cover. And we all go through a lunar cycle together in order to know our energy more, tune into our intuition, but also make some stuff happen, like to really set a goal and see it through in a holistic way. That's how I teach the moon. It's about holistic magic. It's practical magic it's goal setting in a lunar way. Um, that's the way I experience it. And that's the way that I've developed how I teach and, and what I teach. So they can look for that on my website. It's modernwomen.bigcartel. I also have a book coming out, but that won't be until the fall, but that's coming out. And again, this is just like a little sliver, but it, it really goes in more in depth into all that I have learned taught, thought, researched about uh, everything about working with the moon in order to make magic in your own life. And what's going to be the name of the book? Shocking. It's called The Moon Book. I know it's very shocking name, but yeah, The Moon Book. (laughs) 
Well, I know I will be on that because I am such a lunar person. I follow the moon very closely. I'm into all things moon. So you know I'm going to be totally on that book when it comes out. So I'm very excited. This has been that. Oh, no, thank you. This has been such an interesting conversation. And I want to thank you so much for taking time to teach us about the lunar types today. It's so fun. And I am looking forward to reading all of your books. Oh, and I'm looking forward to getting yours when it comes out. And I think for people who are very lunar influenced like me, um, you know, taking a class like Moonbeams is probably going to be moonbeaming. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh Yeah. I think that that is something very helpful because I think the moon is very practical. I think working with the moon in astrology, it is practical. 100%. Yep. All right. Well, that is all for today's episode. And Sarah, where can people get into your world? Where are all the different places? You mentioned Big Cartel. Where else? Uh, Yeah, that's my shop. They can also sign up for my newsletter through there. That's where I write the most and share the most. Um, And the only social media I have is my handle is goddess, G-O-T-T-E-S-S. It's my last name. I should change it. I probably will this year, just like you. You're like the tarot lady, the tarot lady, like, but I've not yet. I haven't done it yet. That's my dark moon, right? It's my dark moon hiding out. But uh, yeah, so that's where they can find me and, or they can use Google. (laughs) And people, you definitely want to be following her on Instagram because I love some of the beautiful images you put on there. Sarah. All right, people, if you are enjoying the show, and I hope you do enjoy this show, take a moment, get on over to iTunes. And I would love it if you could leave a kind review because that helps more astro curious people discover the show. And of course, I want to thank you so much for listening. And a reminder for more fun stuff, head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology including my free monthly forecasts and horoscopes and so much more. And again, that's the tarolady.com. I'll see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. You don't like where your life is headed right now. You can change the course. You're the boss and you've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.